Hey, hey, Donna Price here, the host of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled that you have joined the show so that you can hear from Visionary Womenpreneurs, their journey to success, the challenges, the hurdles, the successes, and the celebrations to making a difference in the world. We believe that Visionary Womenpreneurs impact not only their families, their customers, their clients, but also their communities, and that ripples out into the world. When you're a successful entrepreneur, you make a difference. This show is all about how to do that, how to become a visionary womenpreneur and make it big in the world. I'm excited to bring to you guests and episodes focused on business building strategies for your success. So let's get started. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Today, I'm thrilled to have Leslie Michaels with us. Leslie has traveled internationally as a personal development and life skills coach for over 30 years. For the past 10 years, she has also worked as a small business coach with women in the U.S., Offering astute insights through skilled presentation and humorous delivery, Leslie has helped individuals around the country and the world increase their self-confidence while inspiring them to initiate those daring pivots that have been dreams long held. Additionally, Leslie is the visionary founder of a 501c3, Hana Aloha, the Hawaiian word for life, earth, and all things sacred. The dual focus of the organization being the re-empowerment of indigenous people on the planet and disaster relief after earth and, di- earth and disastrous events. Among others, Hana Aloha has served in Haiti, the Philippines, and made numerous trips to Japan since the Fukushima catastrophe. Her primary focus at this time is development and release of the book, Never Too Late. The book is presented in two parts. Part one is based on a series of interviews with women around the country who had a dream. They chased the dream for long periods of time, doing most of what was deemed right, and still it did not culminate. Only after setting it down, maybe giving up a little bit, did an unimagined set of events bring their dreams into full blossom, far beyond what they had originally imagined. Part two is again based on the interviews with women, only this group did live their dreams. Somewhere in that journey, a life event occurred, some wonderful, some seemingly devastating. Whichever the case, a new dream they had never imagined emerged, and now they are following that journey. Connected to the book, there will be a video series that will air across social media. Some of these three to five minute interview segments will be with women featured within the book. Others will be fresh new stories. Beyond this, women's speakers events are already in development, as is book two of Never Too Late, which focuses on international women. Leslie refers to Never Too Late, the book, and the greater project and its timing as the opportunity she has spent the past 62 years waiting to bring to realization. Welcome, Leslie Michaels. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for being here on Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled to have you. I am delighted to have been invited, Donna. Thank you for having me on. 
Well, thanks. Well, you're one of my early guests because this is a fairly new show that I've just started working on. And so it's each woman that I'm meeting on the show, it's been so inspiring and exciting um, to, to meet people. And I know that you're calling in from, I think, New Mexico. Is that right? That's right. I am. And I feel privileged to be one of your early guests and to play with helping you get this started. Oh, well, thank you. So are you in the part of New Mexico that had all that beautiful snow? I certainly am. And today (laughs) and for the next six days, it's supposed to be 50 degrees. So we are happy dancing here. (laughs) Well, there you go. I think it's about 50 here today, too, in New Jersey. But I saw pictures of the snow in New Mexico, and it just looked incredible. Um, but I love snow. So (laughs) I'm not, not everyone loves to have so much snow, but I think it's fun. It's fun. And I actually live in a ski ski valley area. So everyone's been very excited about it, but I love it when it snows up in the ski, ski mountains and doesn't snow down in town, which makes it difficult to get around in our little teeny tiny town of 7,300 people with one main road and everything else is dirt roads. And when it's snow, it's slush. Yeah. Well, we both live in small towns. Um, But so tell me about your business. Let's just dive deep into like what you're doing now and what your, your vision is so that people get more of an idea of you and what you're doing. Great. Well, I do a number of things. However, my primary focus right now um, was inspired by the fact that I've been a a full-spectrum coach with an international client base for over 30 years. And for the past 10 years, I've also been a business mentor, primarily to women. And this inspired me to move into development of a new project that will be led by the release of a book called Never Too Late. And it is based on interviews with women who have had a dream. They chased that dream for a very long time. Most of what they did was right in a lot of cases, and yet it didn't come together And finally, they set it down, maybe even gave up a little bit. And then through a series of circumstances that could have never been orchestrated, it all came together and more beautifully than what their original dream was. And so there are a number of factors in there. There's having the dream. Um, There's the conversation that I don't hear in the business world about people who are doing most things right and still it's not coming together. But then that ultimate fulfillment of that dream. And that is going to be part one of the book. Part two of the book is women who had their dreams. They went out, they fulfilled them. They may have been at any point in their career or even retired and a life event occurred. Sometimes it was exciting. Sometimes it was devastating. But whatever that life event was, it completely changed the trajectory of their life. And now they're living a dream that they never even imagined having. So the entire project is about women and their dreams and the fulfillment of their dreams. 
And as I say, it will be led by a book. But then I'm also going to travel around the world and do a video series of um, interviews with women so that those can be launched all over the World Wide Web. Don't we love that we have that? And women can actually see these other women who are in whatever stage of process they are with their own fulfillment and have a different level of connection. And then the project will go forward from there. I'm so excited that you're here because we have so many things that are like in alignment with each other that um, I love it. It sounds like a wonderful project and um, I can't wait to to see the book, but to also see the videos. Um, What an incredible vision for bringing inspiration to people. Um, I tell you, Donna, it's just been the most astounding privilege of my life to be able to have these conversations with women and to have them trust me with their stories and to trust that whether I put it in the book or whether we make a video and then we go through the editing process that I am going to give dignity to them and to their story and that they are going to have a platform whereby they can reach out and share this with other professionals and with other non-professional women and to serve as an inspiration and as a great call that you can too. Definitely. And I think that um, it's so important to share stories so that people can see the possibilities of their own dream and vision because there's so many naysayers, I feel, in our lives sometimes (laughs) that don't believe that you can do what you're dreaming about or thinking about or envisioning. Isn't that the truth? And obviously you speak from experience, and and I've experienced that. Um, Nothing I have ever done in, in my professional life was actually planned. Um, some I would meet someone randomly. I'd be introduced to a mutual acquaintance and they would decide they wanted to work with me for whatever reason. And they would propose a way for this to happen. And then always with absolutely no experience in that field whatsoever, I would jump in. Um, the one thing I don't lack is audacity. And I would jump in and tackle that mountain. And I would have all of these voices around me saying, that's not what your education is in. You don't have any experience doing this. Never did they say, well, you have a new adventure. I can't wait to see what you do with this one. Yep. Yep. I think that, I, I don't know. Like, I guess it's how we're, like, educated or brought up to believe that like there's this like path that you're supposed to follow and you shouldn't deviate from that path and you know like I know for me well I've deviated a few times but 
in a few different ways, but one of them was leaving like a job that looked really secure, you know, and I know that that's a big one for people is that, you know, they believe that your job is like the way to go, the only way to go. And being an entrepreneur is too risky. Um, and so you get a lot of naysayers, you know, when you decide to do that. Um, but I also think the other thing that you made me think of when you were talking was, um, like, when you take those bold steps or even small steps towards something, I believe that new doors kind of appear or people, like you're saying, appear that you didn't really know about before you took that step in a direction towards your dream or vision. And you didn't even know it was possible until you started taking a step that way. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've also found that if a situation arises and you are offered or I have if I I have been offered opportunities and had absolutely no experience in, in a particular arena, public speaking, let's use that as an example. I had not done any public speaking. I'd spoken in boardrooms, but getting up in front of a great audience of people and speaking on a different topic or presenting the same topic in a different manner over and over. I had no experience. I had no training. And yet this woman that I met who was already on the speaking circuit was committed to the idea that I belonged out there. Well, I just wrote on her commitment. I let her believe in me until I could believe in myself. And I just did it. And as I did... Each time I got up on that stage afterwards, there was always at least one person in the audience who said, that was wonderful. Are you aware of this organization? Are you aware of this situation? Are you aware this company is looking for a speaker? They just came in a continuous flow. And the more they came, the better I got. The better I got, the more they came. It becomes a self-feeding mechanism. It's so true. And so how, I guess one of the things I think of that you talked about earlier is um, like the fear that people have of taking that risk. Like people have put their dream aside for whatever reason. Like how do you get past that fear, your own fear or the naysayers' fears that get planted in your head to move forward. I tell two people take those opportunities. Yes, I tell people two things when I'm asked that question. Number one, fear is portable. It's completely portable. Take it with you, go and do it anyway, and as you do it and as you improve your skill, the fear dissipates. And the other thing is to remember that all of the people, all of those naysayers who are clucking in your ear about why you shouldn't and how you shouldn't and what you are surrendering, they're actually not speaking to you about you. They're speaking to you from their fear. They're speaking to you from the place of it would be terrifying 
to them to take this adventure you are taking. It would be terrifying psychologically. It would be terrifying for them to jump off of that diving board. And so to witness you doing it and then potentially having success threatens their internal status quo. And I believe the kindest thing that we can do to those around us is, and for those around us, is threaten their status quo. If their status quo is limiting and we go out and we excel and we become more than we even dreamed that we could, and they are witnessing this and it's threatening their status quo that tells them they can't, they shouldn't, possibly that will serve as inspiration for them to take maybe a smaller step than we took, but any step forward is progress. Wow. So do you think that um, when you have those naysayers or people, you know, talking to you negatively, it sounds like a choice that we make to buy into it or not to buy into it. Absolutely. Because if we're going out and we're doing something around which we have no experience, or maybe we have a little bit of experience, or we've read a book once, it is natural within us as humans that we are going to have a little bit of fear. Well, fear can be our gas that drives us forward, or it can be the wall that stops us. So when these people are clucking in our ears, we get to choose. Are we going to use our fear that is initiated by the choice to take this grand adventure and is exacerbated by all of the clucking that's going on around us? Are we going to take that in and are we going to use that fear as a wall and just stop and not go forward and see what our potential is? Or are we going to take all of that and use that energy to propel ourselves forward? Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, As you're talking, I think of my own um, cross-country bicycle ride and all the people that come up to me saying, I'd like to do that, but I can't. You know, and a lot of it goes back to that fear. But a lot of why I did bike across the United States was because of fear and wanting to, like, confront it, like, dead on. And, like, it did. Like, it just it confronted directly a fear of being out and being that vulnerable and realizing that people are good. You know, like everybody that we came in contact with was helpful, friendly, course. Like, and when you're on a bicycle, you're just, you're out there um, kind of on your own. But um I think that's brilliant that you did that. And and I love that you used that example, Donna, because 
it brings up the point that everyone's fears, we all have them, but they're all different. You would never find me going cross-country on a bicycle. That actually <laughs> would just frighten me and intimidate me to the uh, marrow of my bones, and I don't have enough motivation to get past that particular fear. Right. Whereas I might go out and do something else that would inspire fear in you, and I'm sailing along, I'm doing brilliantly, but it's just not interesting enough to you to want to address that particular fear. And when we start speaking with other people about isn't this isn't this unnerving or you shouldn't do that or when people are speaking to us in this way, it's very important to remember that everyone experiences fear differently and experiences fear in different ways. And one of the things I really enjoy doing when I'm speaking with people even before this book is to ask them, was that scary? And when they say, yes, I want to know why, and I want to know how, and I want to know how it felt to overcome it so that I can take all of that in. Instead of taking in the fear, I get to take in that energy of enthusiasm of how they addressed that fear. They went out and did it anyway. Like you went out on your bicycle and drove across the country and were inspired by the way people were helpful and good. Now, I'll carry that with me as I go through my day. So one of the things that's very important about fear is not to be afraid of it, to actually start having conversations about those fears and and the excitement and the exhilaration that comes with facing them down. Definitely. And I think one of the important things that you just said is honoring like where each person is at and that it can be different from where you're at personally, you know, that, yes, like we, we all have different experiences um, that, you know, bring us to where we are right now. And, you know, like you said, what scares you doesn't scare me and what scares me might not scare you, but as you're in conversation with these women for your book, you're coming from a place of honoring them for their experience, which is different from yours. And and that's going to be inspiring because every woman that you interview has, is going to have a different story where they face challenges in different ways and overcame them or, moved around them, you know, navigated them all in different ways, which is going to be incredible, I think. And then the video on top of it is going to be even more incredible. <laughs> but I think, I think that they're going to be incredible stories. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm very excited about it. And I'm actually excited about the opportunity to speak about the fear aspect. Along with speaking and starting that conversation about doing everything right and still it's not coming together. Another conversation that I hope to see start out of the book is the conversation about the fear, sharing our fears in a way that it is an upliftment because so many of the books that I see out there have wonderful content and yet they are all focused on 
the excellence. They are focused on the overcoming. Well, that's not a bad thing. However, it does leave one important aspect out of the conversation, and that is the conversation about fear. And to be able to talk about the fears and to talk about the exhilaration of getting past that, I think is something that it, it's, to me, it's a whole in the in the greater picture. And it is my desire to help fill that hole a little bit, to actually address those things that no one wants to talk about. They just want to talk about the overcoming and the success. Right, right. And it sounds like you're approaching it from such a, a place of respect for where the other person is. And that, I think, is an important lesson in itself that it sounds like will come through in the book, you know, that we're each in different places and you're respecting and honoring each of those different places. Well, thank you. I do hope that that comes through. I I have tremendous respect for all of these people with whom I'm having conversation, all of these women and um, I have respect for their journey. I have respect for their willingness to share. And I have respect for the basic principles that they're putting forward for other people to take up off the plate and use for themselves. And it is my great hope that I will be able to relay that in a way that does honor the gift that they are giving. It, it sounds like it will. So I'm wondering um, how you're finding the women to be part of your book. Well, a few of the women I already knew. Um, when I when the book concept came to me and the title came to me one day one morning when I was in the shower, which is my process, it comes in bits and pieces, very clear bits and pieces. And then I started looking around my life at the women I know, and there were a few who were wonderful potential subjects for the book. And then I have reached out through, I met you through LinkedIn. I have reached out through other business associates and told them what I'm doing and asked them if they knew anyone who would be open to having a conversation to see if they would be a good subject for the book and be interested in participating. So it's basically just networking, putting it out there to all of the individuals I know. A businessman that I know actually introduced me to one of the women that I'm in conversation with now. And if she decides to uh, take what she considers the daring step of participating, it, she will be a, a wonderful addition. So people are everywhere. It's just a matter of connecting. And I speak with so many women who I just won't be able to fit in the book. I'd have to, uh, the book would become encyclopedic in, in volume. And one of the things I realize is that everyone has a profoundly important story to share. We all know that everyone has a story, but I'm finding that everyone actually has a profoundly important story to share. 
some of these stories are not in line with the objective of this book, but I'm still privileged to be able to speak with these people and hear these stories. I think that's so true, and I love that um, publishing has changed in such a way that so many more people are able to share their stories than in the past. Um, Because I think that you're right. Everybody does have profound wisdom in their stories. Um, And the more that are shared, it just kind of adds to our our world of inspiration and motivation and learning and in in ways but your journey sounds like it could potentially be your book could be multiple volumes <laughs> and it might evolve into something that you haven't even envisioned yet well i do actually plan multiple volumes and i've spoken just this week with two different women from Singapore who I'm very excited uh, to bring into the second volume. The first volume is going to be women in the United States, and the second volume is going to be international women, which does not exclude American women. There may be an American woman or two in there, Um, but then I want to go into that international audience, and then I can already feel a third book gestating but it hasn't told me what it is yet it hasn't told me where the focus will be yet so that will be exciting to see well very exciting so if um you were to give advice to other women considering launching a dream or an idea or a business um what advice would you give them One of the best pieces of advice I was ever given, and this was back when I was in my 20s by an early mentor, and I've lived this and I've shared this since. And that is find three people who inspire you. And three people who inspire you to know that you can. It doesn't matter what it is, you can. Now, a couple of these people may be at a distance. Maybe they are authors. Maybe they are renowned thought leaders. Maybe they're not even living any longer. But choose one, at least, with whom you can work directly. Have a mentor. Have a coach. And be transparent and be coachable with that individual. I was just given the honor of being invited to be mentored by this brilliant woman Um, and it's it's a great privilege to be mentored by her. And I have had a coach. I've had a mentor both. I've had numerous from the time I was in my early 20s. And I find that that is truly what allows me to propel myself forward into next steps that might be just a little bit too scary if I didn't feel that I had that specific team around me. And I encourage all the women I work with, even if they are working with me, find two more. Find those yep. three people. Have that. There's power. There's a power in a triad. And so surround yourself with those three people. Be they at a distance and close at hand, or be they all close at hand. 
and be transparent, be coachable, and allow them to share what they've learned by running into walls and falling down and by succeeding and then turn it into your own flavor. I love that. Thank you. So I know that we've kind of gone in a whole different direction than initially I was thinking we were going to go, but it's been a wonderful conversation. And I think that um, people will find it inspiring and exciting. A lot of the thoughts that you've shared, I wanted to just um, wrap up with, you know, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? The best way to get in touch with me currently is my email address. And it is L-E-S-L-E-Y-I-S-M-S-4-9 at gmail.com. Great. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today and being part of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. It's been great to talk with you and learn more about your project and your vision for your book and video series, Never Too Late, and I am excited to see it in the future. Well, thank you for having me, Donna. This has been great fun, and I'm honored to have been invited to be one of your early guests. So all the best to you with your podcast and everything else you do moving forward. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary womanpreneur and I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook visionary womenpreneurs and join the conversation I look forward to seeing you on our next show make it a great day